0: good morning surgeons it's kelly i'm coming for you from this amazing airbnb sorry podcast people you can't see my airbnb this amazing airbnb in saint paul minnesota it's like i think it's like an old firehouse or something i don't know it's got like a wine elevator (laughs) which is insane um but it's this old brick and it's got these massive ceilings and I was like why stay in a hotel when you can like live it up in a fancy old I don't know fireman's house so here I am I'm sitting in front of a fireplace because it's cold and windy here it's insane and I just got the coffee ready so it's been a whirlwind I was at I was in Chicago for the last four nights at the American urologic association and like three room one people came up and talked to me and like hugged me and thanked me. And it's so weird because number one, I love you all so much, but like, I don't know what you look like. (laughs) I don't even know your real names most of the time because of the anonymous nature of this. And, uh, so I feel like, like, I guess I feel, I guess the feeling's stupid, but uh, I know that's not rational. But like, to like have you guys know who who I am in my face, and for me not to be able to like know who you are, is kind of trippy. <laughs> but it was so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's three room one people at this conference, and they came up to me and they hugged me and they thanked me, and it was super awesome. The other super awesome thing about that conference is one of my attendings. So I I finished residency like 11 years ago now. One of my attendings came up and he kept like wanting to meet with me and he had kind of primed it. Like I kind of thought he was going to want to talk about coaching, but he wasn't like super explicit about it. And so it's like superficial talk and superficial talk. And we finally like sit down for lunch and he like, Tells me his thought. Like he doesn't know that. He tells me his story. And his story is how like his friends and his family and his wife are, they don't think it he's being him anymore. Like they want the old him back. Like he's being consumed. And uh, so I'm like, what's the thought that's you know, consume what's the thought that's making you, you know, this current person? And like he doesn't know coaching at all. He doesn't know the life coach school. He doesn't know anything. He was immediately able to bring up the thought, like it was a thought. And then like all the story filled it in, right? Like we usually do, but like brought up the thought that like, because he's thinking it, his family and friends are like, what happened to the the old guy that we loved? This new guy's just like being driven crazy by something. And we worked, like we did not have a lot of time. Like I did not have enough time to like didactically be like, Circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results, right? But basically, like the way he was thinking about a circumstance was very negative. And we got to the point where I'm like, what if you th- what if you just think about it differently? Don't change the circumstance, but think about it differently. And he got to a thought that like worked for him. And uh I shared my thought of the success is inevitable i just have to figure out the way right we also worked a little bit on ego of like when life is so easy for so much of us and it what i mean by that is like we're smart we know how to navigate systems um, you know we we succeeded in college right like we didn't have a ton of failures like or or at least we have like a lot of successes behind us um when you get up in front of a really big challenge your ego is like why is this so hard life did you, I usually can do things why is this so hard and like that one big challenge will totally stop you up because you've had these series of successes and that was kind of his other thing of like life's been pretty easy like I've kind of gotten what I wanted like my career's really great but this big challenge like why can't I just do it and I'm like settle down ego like some things take more than one time to figure out that doesn't mean there's anything wrong Right. But like, what an honor to be able to have a former attending want to sit down and like pick your brains, pick your brain about it. And what the other interesting thing about it, which I think is why coaching is so unique, is he had asked his friends, he'd asked his wife, he'd asked, you know, colleagues what he should do. And they're all just telling him what he should do to try to like fix the problem. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what you should do. This is a big big challenge that you want to tackle. Like, I I don't know what you should do. But how you're looking at it sucks. Like, forget that negative part. What if you can think about this in a different way? So that's just the power of coaching of like, it's okay to not know what to do. And I shared with him something that like a big challenge that I'm working on. I have no idea how to do it at all. Like, if, if anybody knew how to do it, it would have already been done. Right. And it hasn't been done. And uh, I'm like, it's going to happen. It's as good as done. I don't know how to do it, but that's not really a problem (laughs) because we're going to figure it out, right? And that's like that way of thinking about it is, I think, very special to coaching, and coaching really supports that. of like, I don't fucking know. Figure it out. It's going to happen. So there is my Monday morning recap of the very exciting weekend. Raise your hands if you want to get coached. Raise them like in the beginning because I want to make sure I get to everybody. And then we'll like, you know, be done if nobody else wants coaching. So I'm in this Airbnb for those who came later. And on the uh on the couch or on in the um living room are these cards. And if you don't raise your hand, I'm gonna ask you these cards. Because it's pretty cool. Sorry for the podcast people. You can't see these cool cards. Uh, this says, Are you letting any of your gifts go to waste? These cards for anybody who wants to get them are called Table Topics Happiness. On the back of the card, it says, Spend time doing things you're good at. So that's nice. This says, when you shut your eyes at night, what do you think about? And then on the back it says, uh, for happiness, limit the number of things you think about when falling asleep. Good advice. What's something new that you would like to try this year? Happiness Things is people who try new things are happier than those who stick to familiar activities they already do well. I would say surgeons stick to activities that they already do well. (laughs) Likely. Okay. Who's the most surprisingly happy person you know? And on the back it says, happiness is a function of accepting what is. This is cool. I might get this. I'm not sure my husband's going to like it, but I like it. All right. Let's do some coaching. Okay, so... Zoom is doing this crazy thing that when I like disable talking from you guys after coaching, it shuts Zoom down. We're we're having like our VA reach out to Zoom, but like I don't think there's humans at Zoom. So I'll bring you on. And then if you wouldn't mind when we're done, I won't hit disable talking, but like hit mute on your end. And I'll try not to hang up on everybody. My old, because I'm calling it hanging up. Okay. We are going to rename. We're going to say. Airbnb in Minnesota. Your name's Airbnb today. We're gonna allow you to talk.
1: Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Congratulations on your successes I've been observing on Facebook with your book. It's crazy right now, man. It's so wonderful it's so it's so wild it's like
0: it's very like i get that we'll get back to you but i'll like expand on this for a second you get to the point <laughs> where you're like i would be so happy when like my podcast is way up in the book and the which i i knew enough going in like this is why you shouldn't like get well known as a child i think cuz you're like undeveloped and it'll fuck you up but like you're no different like i am no different like i'm the same person for me and like people, I, I get how people start chasing that high. Like I told my brother yesterday, I'm like, I think I understand rock stars so much, but not that I'm a rock star, but like you kind of get the, like you get that dopamine all the time and then you just want it all the time. So you, I think you, then you start doing cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that's you're like, you're not really, I still have to have to like clean up the vomit and pay the bills and, you know, my own ass. And oh, like, amazing. it is, it is pretty awesome to be like, you because you created something like you created it
1: and you put it in the world
0: like something yeah. something's so cool about that
1: yes oh, that's awesome that is so wonderful thank you for listening to my TED talk I know I'm just so I'm so happy for you and to watch this journey it has been it's it's an it's an inspiration
0: <laughs> it
1: really is awesome awesome thank you
0: I mean I did it because uh, other people did it right like, let's do it. I'm not sure whether you're all just did TED Talks, but now I'm like, who's gonna do the next one? Come on. You learn yeah. something. It's
1: awesome. Like you gotta pull them up behind you, right? And I mean, I yeah, and I yeah. I also think you've been so it's been awesome that your air interest area is like this niche kind of untouched area and you're an expert. It's just perfect. <laughs> it's, it's really
0: crazy. wonderful. I know. It's so, it's, it's really fun. I mean, thank God. Like I was telling you, I was in my office, urology day job office the other day. Right. And like my employees, they kind of follow what I do and stuff. And I shut the door and I'm like, don't record this and don't put this on Instagram, but I'm so fucking sick of sex right now.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) You get get sick of your like, you know, the the thing you're doing all the time.
1: I'm like, I'm so sick of it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm all, I'm all right now. I'm back. (laughs) that's funny that's really funny i know it's like it's like that chocolate cake thing in like med school it's like i like chocolate cake but not when it's forced at my throat every single day (laughs) like from morning till night
0: (laughs) totally yeah exactly it's like too much of a good thing is too much
1: (laughs) what's going on with you so i mean i i saw that i mean i i this isn't i i'm not prepared to talk about this but i it's something I've been thinking about in the back of my mind, just based on like, you know, Facebook, the memes I see from room one and, um, comment thread. And I, 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 I'm just not sure how to start. And so I don't feel great about residency, <laughs> you know, like I, 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 I do feel like these things I've been reading, like we have this like chronic, kind of stress chronic ptsd not real ptsd but you know like oh it's real i'll call it that's it's real yeah i never want to
0: gaslight people and be like but it's not child sexual assault like yeah so it's not child sexual assault it does not mean it's legit real ptsd
1: yeah 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 so i just i don't sorry to interrupt no 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 i just want to start to feel better about it Um, or I don't know, or reframe my thinking or because I I also don't want to negate the, like the fact that, you know, there were numerous negative experiences that I don't know. I just don't feel great about residency. (laughs) And I'm at this point where, you know, I'm five years out and I, or more than, I mean, five years from fellowship and I had two years of fellowship. So I'm like seven years from residency. Why do I still like, hold on to like fears and emotions? Not why, but I mean, I still hold on to fears and emotions and all these like negative feelings from that time. And I just want to move on and not hate my former program director (laughs) and not like, um, still think about like, you know, I don't know, all the negativity, (laughs) but I still do. And I, and the reason why I want to stop thinking about it is because I do feel like I kind of live in the past sometimes and I'm having a hard, and it's not so easy to grow really into my own as that like strong, good attending leader that I want to be. I feel like sort of how I felt about residency colors my daily interactions with residents and uh everyone else and it doesn't it's not help it's not helpful (laughs) my experience was negative and it's like it makes me like for it's like for example it makes me not have good boundaries now like Mm -hmm. I've felt that way like ever since I started doing room one I was like I need better boundaries like I need it help you know like for example like I'll be too friendly like too Mm -hmm. and I know it's not I coached with Jess one time on this and she's like, there's not too friendly. It's just you. But I, if I'm too familiar with the residents don't have boundaries, I didn't express it right to her. I think that was like over a year ago. I get that.
0: Yeah. I get that. And just to add like being too friendly is a coping mechanism of PTSD.
1: Yes. Especially child
0: PTSD. It's like kind of like a bonding thing of like, I need to feel bonded and connected and safe. And yeah. And so there's like that part, and then there's like, she's just really nice. But I wanted I just wanted to interrupt and be like, I get you on like where you're coming from with that.
1: Yeah, no, and that's it exact like when I'm too friendly, it does feel like, and it's not too friendly, like, you know, it's but I'm just like, I'm like, I'll be like cracking jokes or something instead of teaching or chit-chatting about like something, um like while the resident's operating and I'm like, I shouldn't, I should, I bet. And I go, I work at a really great academic place. I bet these people would much prefer that I not talk about a movie. You know what I mean? But I'm kind of doing it because I don't know why. And I'm like, and I try and I've been like, okay, have better boundaries, be more professional so to speak. But anyway, so that's like an example. And I feel like, and, and my, and my, my sense is like, I, felt so awful during residency that I don't want to have that same like horrible feeling now <laughs> and I don't like you know I have a good work environment like everything's fine but I just but this but like when you really dig into like this you know it's like I have like this maladaptive behavior and um and I think it's rooted in feeling negative about my residency experience yeah
0: I think this is incredibly common. I mean, if I was to poll surgeons, they did a, they did an amazing talk at the National Urology Association about how the, the title of the talk was "Surgery Hurts Surgeons." And you're like, I, they couldn't have even given that talk five years ago. But like the fact that we're able to actually talk about it now and to be like, this job hurts us, but we can't have we can't not have surgeons, <laughs> right? Where was like, that
1: talk? Out of curiosity, what's that? Where was that talk again? On
0: uh, the National Urology, the AUA, American Urologic oh, wow. Association. Okay. Surgery wow. hurts surgeons. You're like, wow. No. You had to like, you have to like take a couple of ego steps back to be even to be able to like, you know, be okay putting that. Up. And this was like, this wasn't like the niche, find the small classroom for this. This was on the plenary big screen. Yeah. Which is very cool. But like for for you to be able to talk about it and to be able to to look at it like in a very object, what I'm hearing is very objective. It's not like this is not your personality flaw, right? This is something that's probably coming from like an adaptive strategy, and and you're wrestling with like, hey, it's actually like I'm stuck in it because it's kind of comfortable. I know how to do it.
1: Yeah, does that does that resonate? Um, wait, I'm stuck in oh in this. I don't understand what you Like mean, you're stuck, stuck in, in the like...
0: behavior of like yes, I'll yeah, call yeah. it like people pleasing or fawning or you know whatever the the technical pros want to call this behavior. The the yes. like oversharing is what you know what other people will call yes. It. it. Yes. Kind of makes I'm me cringe but I think it's right.
1: Um yes, yes, I'm totally stuck in that. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I mean I think you know where you are and like you're you're actually kind of being able to see it right now is an important phase to be in. Because otherwise, people are stuck trying to like change themselves and not understand like this is just an adaptive behavior that I see that I think maybe I want to try to change so I can like show up differently. Yeah. So, like, two thumbs up for being at this point. And not and you're like at least the way you're talking about it now is in a very objective like you're not beating yourself up about it. Like this is where so many people are after having gone through trauma yeah um i think a lot of you know stuck in the past sort of stuff is where that like embodiment it's like this sounds woo you know shoot the messenger but like it's like it's kind of stuck in our body right of like in, in the like repetitive pattern that we've set up and we can't always like cognitively get ourselves out of there we have to like work on the like what does my body need to feel safe And kind of like hack the neurosystem that way. I don't think I even would have been talking this way like two years ago. Because I was still in the like, I can cognitively coach myself out of anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, the frontal lobe of our brain is only a piece of it. There's these like really hardwired things that have been set up from years ago that we're still doing. And we like the frontal lobe is slower on like being able to catch that. Does any of that does that resonate? Um, I'm like I never know when I'm talking too fast
1: <laughs> about it, but um, yeah, no, my I'm like a slow processor, <laughs> I'm a slow thinker. Didn't help in residency. Yeah, no, sorry, it's all my
0: <laughs> no, fault. No. Um, no, no, it's not. If what I'm trying to say is, I think that there is something very legit to doing like the body groundwork work. And, like, it it always sounds vague when you start about, it, like, how am I supposed to ground my body? How am I supposed to make my body feel safe? Mm-hmm. But really, it's, like, figuring out what your body needs. Like, does it need to exercise to get get energy out before you go be yourself mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that work? For me, that's my hack. Like, I have this energy. And if I don't, like, discharge the energy, it'll come out maladaptive. It, like, it'll come out some other way. Yeah. Um, for me, that's, like anger and like perfectionism and like go 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 and like really picking on people like that that's just energy that i have to if i discharge it with physical activity i'm pretty mellow and chill over here right Mm, mm -hmm. and and it's really that like body work of like does your body feel safe you know what do you need are you taking time to either yoga or like long hot hot shower or massages to like get that energy out of your body because the more you feel really present and grounded in your body I think a lot of confidence comes from that
1: Hmm. like
0: I know what I'm doing I got my own back here I am because we're not like kind of feeling like buzzy Mm -hmm. for lack of better word
1: I guess I'm like am I supposed to be or not supposed to but is it helpful to work through the past, whatever that means. I don't even know what it means. But what am I supposed to be working? Am I supposed to dig up residency and the difficulties? Or am I supposed to focus on the now and not, you know, I think I think
0: the answer is different for different people truthfully. I don't think there's a supposed to, like every human needs to do five hours of therapy with three hours of coaching and then a bunch of body work. Like who knows, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But like, like the therapist would be like, let's go figure out why the past is still hanging on to you. Like, cause they'll kind of cognitively go back and dissect. That's not where coaching is. Like coaching to, to be like a hard ass on coaching, coaching doesn't give a fuck what you, what happened to you. Mm -hmm. And, And only to be like very clean of like, Coaching will be like those are thoughts. Your thoughts about the past, right? And your thoughts about the past are stuck in you or like mm-hmm. optional. Right. And and where coaching would take you with that is they'd be like they they'd try to get you from I don't feel great about residency to I did residency hmm yeah like that a very makes- a very neutral and sometimes that neutral is good like because when you get when you start getting in that perseverating like why the fuck was that so bad blah 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 and like your brain's trying to solve it for you right
1: mm-hmm.
0: like your brain's trying to and that's one reason why we get stuck on it is because the brain's trying to you've given it an impossible problem you've given mm-hmm. it trying to figure out your past Mm -hmm. why was it so shitty and could it have been better and should i have blah 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 like the brain will get stuck because it's trying to it's like trying to give a computer problem like a math problem with no solution it's like just gonna churn.
1: okay and then even
0: even having does that resonate yeah it's a really good point
1: yeah. And then it's so yeah, when brain, brain fix the world, you know, it's, <laughs> totally. totally
0: and I think, I think, you know, like as a side point, but just to use a different example, like I see these like young 20 year olds, they get stuck on how do I solve the world's climate crisis? I'm just, I'm just picking mm. something yes. that I see. Right. Yes. They're effing stuck on it. You know why? Cause it's an insolvable problem for one 20 year old. Like they can't do it all and their brain gets overwhelmed by it. And then they shut down and like, it's horrible. But it's like, you're giving your brain like that math problem that it can't solve.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the even p- like when you see that, then being like, I did a residency. Your brain's like, oh, that's a fact. Okay, let's hang on to that. I did a residency, right? And then like, what does my body need to feel like super safe and grounded now to get rid of this energy that I was using to churn on?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can get, I can, I can work on that. That sounds plausible. We'll see
2: (laughs) if it works. (laughs) It, it,
0: It is
1: like, if only to give you hope, like this
0: is at some point in your, at some point you will look back and you'll be like, wow, I used to really perseverate on that. And I don't anymore. Yeah. Your brain will change and it will decide that that's an unsolvable problem. And I did a residency and now I need to like go color or paint or draw or do mm-hmm. yoga or lift heavy weights or whatever your body needs to be like, I got to get that energy out because otherwise I'm going to use that energy to solve an unsolvable math problem.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That, did, did that make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
0: And like, you know, that sense. like, it's okay to be nice. And residency, wasn't all bad. Like, I think that's where people like, we try to paint over what's actually happening mm-hmm. right, and, and give mm-hmm. you like, the rainbow. Why why couldn't you appreciate that you were at least fed and like you had an indoor job? (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's, you know, that's where like the gas lady can get of like, nobody's trying to tell you it wasn't a shitty experience. It's just, you're not currently in the shitty experience at this point. Let's work on being able to move forward. Yeah. And if you want to do the therapy to go dig into it, nobody's going to tell you not to. Some people would say, that's necessary, and some people would say that's not necessary. Yeah, and so I think yeah. that's kind of, you know, your individual. Uh, it's there if you need it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I don't I, think yeah. it, I don't I don't think everybody has to do therapy for it. But the coaches. I'm getting coffee, so now I'm walking around my big Airbnb. Um,
1: yeah, it's a
0: massive one. You, <laughs>
2: this thing is <laughs> like in thing. a castle.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, should I just my brothers and my dad's like. There's going to be more people, but right now I'm literally in a castle.
1: Um, That's funny,
0: but yeah, the, you know the, the the coaches would say like therapy needs to happen when you're being not to use the word destructive, but like you're it's it's influencing you enough that you're like not functioning. If you're not functioning, therapy. If you're yeah. like highly functioning and you're like, hey, I'm kind of just would like my brain not to perseverate on this thing anymore. Try some coaching and some coaching techniques. It might be all you need.
1: Yeah, I guess the only other the superimposed like thing that just like is the you know like the it creates this like the ball in my throat is you know throughout residency my mom was essentially dying of Alzheimer's and it's just like I probably need therapy about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. Like, if only to like help process the, like the, the, you know, the guilt and the, you know, how can you live all of the stuff of like that deep those deep, deep wounds probably will help. I was thinking about this. I'm more like just talking to all of you about this. I was thinking about this. I was, I don't listen to the radio, but the radio is on yesterday in my travels and better help came on. It's like a, it's like an online therapy thing. I don't know if it's good or bad. I have no idea. But I think about like physicians resistance to therapy and like how it's so stigmatized and how it can actually like affect our licensing. And like, if you actually have to admit to that, right. And I'm like, these online therapy things are maybe undetectable and maybe like a really good option for doctors. I was thinking about that yesterday when I was listening to that um, ad.
1: Yeah, I I am so, I would be so pro therapy, but it's impossible. (laughs) <laughs> it's a <Yeah>. schedule. <laughs> totally. It's impossible. It's impossible. And like and to find someone, yeah, it's impossible, but Yeah, and but even yeah, that, even if
0: cool. you had t- money and time, now you got to find a human. <laughs> like, yeah, it's still like dependent on somebody else.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So.
0: so, like, to me, I'm like, I, I am not telling you to get therapy. I'm not telling you to not get therapy. Yeah, I know. I know. I, but I heard that for betterhelp.com yesterday on the radio, where <laughs> it doesn't even have to be in your own town.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, wonder, I just, yeah. I, for what? I don't know why I, I, I've seen it too. I was like, hmm, but just a little random. I, I don't know. I was kind of skeptical, I guess, because for no reason other than it's the internet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like here you a, and I are.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But, but you, <laughs> that's true.
0: Um, uh, I mean like literally nobody, uh, physicians who I've talked to who've, who've done therapy, literally nobody's like, I wish I didn't do that. Like everybody's like, I was having breakfast with two surgeons yesterday. They're both, they're both have therapists and they're like so glad they're in therapy. Like, cause they're it takes, oh, yeah. like, personal growth, like way up here. And I just think, you know, physicians have so much stigma on it.
1: Oh, I'm totally, I've wanted a therapist for like various things numerous times and have made numerous attempts over the years for whatever issue. Mm-hmm. And very seldom was able to actually successfully find someone who's available at the times that I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> like only like when my mom died, I got, I, I saw a therapist eight times and felt better, but like, mm-hmm. I would have, love to keep seeing her but I just kept missing and canceling appointments it was so brutal I mean like uh it's so brutal but you're so right maybe uh, it's so brutal it's so unfair and like yeah because like no and like no one takes I have like university insurance and nobody takes it in my area even though I'm in a university town right <laughs> it's like, yeah, and, a big employer you know, here anybody's like so unbelievable so but yeah maybe this online thing is the way to go Maybe that's you know I mean yeah. I would you know I wonder yeah that's a good good suggestion thank you
0: totally and then you can do you can do therapy and coaching and then you're just like freaking unstoppable
1: yeah yeah no I just want to you know I just want to have a po- you know more a positive like yeah I just want to yeah have a better life experience <laughs> not that it's horrible <laughs> it's just this you know these things like I I feel like it's un like it's un it's what's that word like um. Okay. No, no. That's like when you die. It's like unfinished business. I feel like I have some unfinished business in these, in these areas that I need to like tidy up. Yep. Yeah. And then when your brain gets stuck,
0: now you have the techniques of like, go to neutral, get the energy out of the body.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, I love telling my brain, like when I get stuck on an unsolvable problem be like, I can't solve this one. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you stop thinking about it. And like some it's yeah. sometimes even just like hijacking that of like, oh, you're stuck on an unsolvable problem. Let me reboot. Yeah. That's why the brain perseverates, right? Yeah. Like when people get stuck on like the the ex-boyfriend, right? It's like you can't solve that problem, honey. That's
1: why you're yeah. stuck on
0: it. Your brain's just stuck on an unsolvable problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's All also right. interesting how one's thoughts can change so, at least mine, so dramatically in the morning. I think one way, and at night, I think a completely different way. Do you experience well? That
0: and that's the again, going back to the body, right? Like when the body's tired, the brain is not at full capacity, yeah. No, I know. And it's like the nighttime is you're in the morning, you're like, I'm gonna do 12,000 things and write another book, and at, at night, you're like, Why does everybody hate me? And like social media (laughs) at night should be banned. Like he's don't social media ever while tired. (laughs) But yeah, like the role of the bot. like I think so many physicians and surgeons are like, we're so cognitive, you know, they're like, yeah, let's fix this by thinking, by therapy, by coaching. And it's like, dude, sometimes the the body's just tired. You got to take care of the body and then the mind will, Mm. will get better because of that. That makes a lot of good sense. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we got to talk today.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: I'm not going to disable talking because it'll, it'll, I'd oh, yeah. and now I have got trust issues it. with Zooms. So I'm, <laughs> if you can just mute it and then we'll bring the next person on. All right. I thought, I thought Kitty next to me, great name, by the way, had their hand raised. Um, but raise your hand if you want to come on next. I was thinking about while we're waiting for hands to raise, there you go. I'll tell you a quick story. So I'm in Minneapolis for my grandma's funeral, and which is tomorrow. And she's 96. And I was thinking about just like basic coaching, like circumstance, grandma died. Thoughts, so many different thoughts, depending upon your individual experience, right? Like my thought about this funeral is... Holy hell! If I can make it to ninety six, I better save for retirement a little bit better. And ninety six is amazing. Another person's thought is like, "I'm so sorry your grandma died." Right? They're both legit thoughts, but like they create different experiences in life. Um, My grandma's daughter who doesn't like her, like, very different thought about the funeral and the circumstances all the same. And I was just thinking about you know coaching and the and the model in the context of of a funeral for somebody and for me to like. I'm not sad that I'm here. I'm glad that I'm able to like take off of work and my husband can take care of my kids so I can come to a funeral to celebrate a 96-year-old. I digress. All right. Let's see. Kitty next to me, are you up? Talking permitted. Just not popping up.
2: I'm here.
0: Yay! I'm trying to like not disable Zoom basically.
2: Yeah and I've, I'm not sure if it's my internet but I'm a little bit freezing up on my side just a bit. Um, I, I got you you're good now. You let me know. Okay. So thank you first of all and to I think it was uh, Airbnb Minnesota. I just want to hug you and anyway feel a lot of what you were saying so thank you for being there today Thank you Airbnb um so anyway I'm I'm in a specialty out that I'll there's probably not a lot of us but thank you for letting me be part of the group and I just I've been focusing a lot of big T trauma versus little T trauma and so I'm in a new job after, out of taking a year off to do travel doctoring as I was super burnt out at my last job. And uh, I had really high hopes for the new job, but the person who's like kind of leaving is a very, he has a lot of financial, whatever. My coming in is a basically going to like, Delete his income, and I have another partner coming, and yet another partner is coming, and so he's very threatened, but has kind of made it his mission to make my life miserable. Is the best way to put it. Um, I I, is this coming through? Yep. Okay. Um. So anyway, I had I had a case that was that was an emergency case, and. It was the talk. It's a little place. So it's kind of like, it became like the talk of the hospital, even though I know I handled everything the way I needed to handle it and do it. People just aren't used to it. But instead of just a normal peer review, uh, this person took it upon himself, to send it to like the outside reviewer uh, and legal and without ever talking to me at all about it. And I'm, comfortable in my own, how I handle things and going back and looking at it. And, you know, yes, there's things I would do differently, but, um, it's been really hard to keep my confidence up. I guess when you just feel like everybody's eyes are on, you Mm -hmm. and it's helped having the new partner come in because, you know, she's reasonable, she's good. She's supportive and she gets it mm-hmm. but where I thought I'd find more support was actually in my previous group and I just I don't have it and I guess it's I'm kind of going like back where like you know my previous talking about residency I always felt like the weakest link in the chain back in residency and then I kind of felt like the weakest link in the chain in my previous group but then I, you go away for a year and it, t- it took being in other places in other states where they needed you to realize that you take your compassion and your skills with you and you're better than, you know, you're, 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 you're good. You're, you're a good doctor, you're a good physician, you care about your patients. And I know I have all of these things going for me. And trying to remain positive and not get sucked into the drama. But it's struggling, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah.
0: Well, first, I just want to say, like, I'm sorry. That would rock. I think that would rock any surgeon to the bones to have another surgeon, like, without telling you, put your case up for outside review. Like, I think you're, you know, you're completely normal in this not being this rocking you this not being comfortable this shaking you like to tell to tell anybody they should feel otherwise about this would again like you know gaslighty like oh don't worry it'll probably just blow over which it probably will but like i want to acknowledge like this is a big event that you had no control over right that's the thing is you don't have any control over what other people do which we really want to think we do. And we really want to believe like they shouldn't have done that or it shouldn't have been different, but like, they're going to do stuff in the world. And like, I just want to acknowledge that like, I think your response is completely appropriate to like, feel bad about this. The question going forward is, do you let it shake you going forward? Is that what I'm hearing is kind of like what's coming up for
2: you? Well, What's happened since then is that I, you know, I've been, I'm almost 20 years in practice, but, um, you know, had a couple, I had some complications in surgery, totally handled fine, but, and patients did fine, but I feel like so this person, he, and I don't even know if he's telling the truth or not, but that he gets like six emails a day between anesthesia, nursing, leadership, And he's tired of, you know, he doesn't want to have to deal with my, all my mistakes. And he's just shitty. He's a shitty person. I'm just going to say. He's a shitty person. He's a shitty person. And, you know, I, he's had his own share of issues over the years and I would cover him as a locum Mm -hmm. and I would never throw him under the bus. I just don't, I think it's, it's just something doctors just don't do to each other. And, um, Anyway, so it's been, I feel like, you know, every time I go to the OR, I'm like nervous now because even though I know I handle things well, he's on the backside complaining to everyone about how I handled something or what happened and what I did. And a lot of averages says, you know, I'm due for a complication. And you know what? Everybody says complications only happen when you operate enough and complications if you don't have a complication, then you don't operate enough. And, you know, I went into the OR last week and had a couple complicated cases, but they went well and came up with a couple of ideas that made the cases work that in my mind were like kind of creative and kind of intuitive. And luckily I have a peer group that I still keep in touch with, uh, from residency and, you know, they're nice and validating. Like, Oh, that was a really good idea. And I know I'm going to, I'm going to probably try that in the future. And just so, but there was like, it was such a obvious lonely place because I had like nobody to share it with. Mm -hmm. I couldn't like enjoy it. I couldn't even enjoy the moment because all they were focused on was how long it was taking. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, I don't know. It's just on a weekly basis, I'm getting called by the surgery person who I like, I know she's in my corner. She's like, I just have to ask, tell me what happened in blah, blah case. I'm like, Jesus, am I going to have to do this every week? You know, but I can honestly say with confidence that on Friday I can totally Defend what I did. And I don't care that it took longer because the cases went completely fine. Yep. And I knew what I was doing. And I don't care that it took longer. And yeah. And once and most of the time I'm my cases are going really easy. <laughs> and it's just I I was so more much more fearful because I'm like, okay, if I have a complication with this, this is what I'm anticipating. And this is the complication that I'm concerned about. And did a couple workarounds and came out with success. Mm -hmm. If there was another complication, I could have been like, "Yeah, maybe this looks like a pattern just because of love." You know, it's more than love averages. If there's three in a short time, you know, two is one thing; three is like, "Meh." Um, So I guess it was just so. You know, it's really hard when you can't even like enjoy your little wins.
0: Totally. And my question for you is, can you enjoy it? What nobody is making you not enjoy it except for you.
2: No, no, I'm, I am. Right. Right.
0: Like these people like this, you know, the circulators, the anesthesia, the techs, the blah, blah, blah. They don't know. I know That's they're there. They're doing their thing. They really don't know.
2: And at one point in the case, I just said, hey, I know this is taking longer. This is my reasoning. And you all don't have to deal with a complication of such and such. You don't have to deal with that fallout. And that's why we're taking our time. Mm-hmm. So I was very diplomatic about it, explaining why I was doing what I was doing and apologizing for a tech missing their lunch. And they were just eye rolling and sighing, and you know, just. It was, it was, it, that's a little unnerving too, when people are sighing and eye rolling and then people come in just to chit chat and have a conversation that have no business being in your OR, but they don't respect you. they just like, don't give a sh- crap. Sorry, I swear. Right. Don't give a crap. And they're just going to come in and be like, you know, if you don't have to be in this room, you really shouldn't be in here because I'm needing to all my focus right now on this patient.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, just letting... I think sometimes just realizing that you're the only one who knows. And sometimes our job, you know, I get into this all the time. Like, I just think, I assume everybody thinks like me, and then I just get myself into trouble because they don't, right? Of like, sometimes our job is just explaining it to people a lot, you know, and and being like, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. I know this is taking longer but these cases, blah, 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 I'm like, we don't actually want to have to explain ourselves because we think everybody should just understand this, but they don't. And like, sometimes that can be helpful for me to be like, oh, they don't, they don't know. And me explaining is so much better than me, like being short or me, t- or, you know, internalizing it or whatever else I'm going to do because I feel like I shouldn't explain myself. But they're not making just on like the coaching end of things. They're not making you not enjoy it. You're making yourself not enjoy it because you're like, I can't enjoy it because they were pissed. I can't enjoy it because blah, blah, blah. Like, it's your decision to enjoy it. And, And I would be like, don't take that away from you. Like enjoying our work and enjoying our wins is incredibly important. And we're the only ones who can take that away from us. You're right. If you say, I don't enjoy it because he was pissy, You just gave him so much power and we don't want to give him any power. We want to give him the ability to do whatever the hell he wants because that's what other adults do, but don't give him the power to take away your joy for this case.
2: You're right. And I think just in time, it's just going to take time and more successes for people to come around and realize, oh, maybe he was just a-hole that we just dealt with and now we have new people and we get used to them and you know they're not so bad after all no matter what it says that is
0: so right that is sort of like the tolerance of letting an old pissy surgeon linger on way too long until they leave the tolerance for that is high in this country my friend and like (laughs) if he's on his way out and then he'll be gone and like you'll be there and it's it's like it, it's kind of like any like tribal place, right? I think like the OR is kind of like a tribe. Like you're comfortable with the people you know, even if they're dicks sometimes. And like the new people, you're like, I don't know, do you belong in this tribe? Do you fit? Maybe you take too long. Maybe you're not nice. Maybe you, you know they're like trying to figure out the new people right? Are they going to stay? Maybe they're just going to leave. If they're going to leave, I'm not going to invest my time. Like you think of the the OR kind of like this like small caveman group. And then you're like, okay, they just need to know that I'm not a threat. They need to know that like I'm invested in them in this place and they're going to like bring me in a lot better. And like, I don't think we usually think of the OR kind of like this contained ecosystem of like, Yeah. When I think of my aura now, they're super skeptical of the, you know, the new people and like the old people who are dicks, they know they're not that bad and they stuck around and like they kind of know them. So they're going to they tolerate them a little bit better. The ecosystem of the operating room.
2: Yep. There's a disruption in the tribe. (laughs) There's i I'm a much more take the new person under your wing mentality so much more than let's see how we can beat them down and challenge. I just, I, my, my thinking is so much different.
0: Totally. And then we assume everybody else should think like us.
2: Of course. Well, they should. I'm just kidding.
0: Right. And then, but some people are like, let's haze them and see if they stay. Mm -hmm. Right. Which sucks. But like, that's how they're trying to figure out, like, do you fit into the culture? Let's see. Let's see. And then like, Then they're like, oh, well, she's actually like still really nice and like really cares for her patients and like cares for us and wants the best. And then you're like, you become a person who becomes harder to pick on because you have your own self-confidence of like, I'm not going to let these
2: hazers phase me. Yeah. No, it's so I don't know. Thank you. I just...
1: It feels good to talk
2: about it and it feels, it's nicely validating because I just, well, it's taken a long time for me to get this far. I might have just not been able to tolerate it previously and continue to feel shitty about it just all the time.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think, well, I think that's what most people do. <laughs> right. Until you get to the point of like, is there a possibility that like, things can be different. You're like, yeah, you actually don't have, you don't have to give them the power of you feeling shitty. That's you feeling shitty gets to be up to you, which is sweet. Right. And then you're like, Oh really? Like maybe there's ways to not feel shitty. Like, yeah, totally. And like (laughs) feel shitty when feeling shitty is appropriate, but don't let it cloud all of life. Agreed. Thank you for being here so much. So I'm going to, I'm going to mute you and not disable you because I don't want to disable zoom. I hope this is not how the world is forever, but here we are. All right, Kitty, next time. Until next time. All right, everybody else, we've got like nine minutes. Anybody want to do something quick or just ask a question? Wonder what the hell I'm talking about for an hour straight? Put something in the chat box. You just want to type a question? Thank you guys all for being here. You're amazing. The space is amazing to be able to talk to surgeons. Like the tide's changing. I met with another. So there's a, um, oh, I'll recommend a podcast to you. There's a surgeon who's a urologist who has a podcast called Operating with Zen. Um, He's very, I've just met him at a conference like three weeks ago and then saw him again at the AUA. Kidney cancer is his specialty. And he basically like during the pandemic figured out what's like figured out mind work, figured out coaching. So he's a coach. He doesn't understand like that we do things anonymously because it feels safer. Like he doesn't really get that. And I'm like, well, that, that means you don't get what some people need. Cause he was trying to like figure that out with me yesterday, but he was, he did a plenary at this a uh, national organization on coaching, like, Sur- surgeons and physicians are figuring this out. Like we're figuring out we're really smart and there's got to be a way to be more empowered in our life and live our best lives possible and really feel like we're in charge of our lives. So Operate with Zen is the name of his podcast and he, there's there's a decent amount of episodes. He basically just interviews surgeons and it's about like life and complications and all that stuff. So if you want like a surgeon, I haven't listened to all of his episodes, but as a person, he's very cool. Phil Parazio is his name. His podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, all the things. Um, So if you want another podcast for coaching by a surgeon, I recommend him. He's very cool. Um, And he says, this is the future. So maybe you guys are early, maybe you're early adopters. All right. I love you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Cheers from Minnesota.